You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. The the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. This game reaction show... I'm Scott Colbranson, your host, joined as always by my good friend Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, we're here to talk about the Raiders 16-12 win over the New York Jets. The Raiders now 500, folks, 5-5. Five and five. They have now won two in a row under interim head coach Antonio Pierce. I know a lot of you out there were doing the old Fred Sanford Heart attack, you know, it was it was a crazy uh, ending. It looked like the Raiders had it wrapped up after Robert Spillane's big interception, the first Raiders takeaway of the game. And then, of course, uh, they had to get the ball back to the Jets, and the Jets heaved one in the end zone and got uh, played good defense but also got a little bit lucky there. The ball hit off a couple Jets, and it was close. But no matter how you look at it, it was a win. And, again, Raiders 5-5. Five and five. Who would have thought after all of the – just ridiculousness with former coach Josh McDaniels. All the things that we had seen over the course of this season to see the Raiders now win two in a row. Gets harder after this. Let's face it. Got to yeah. play the Dolphins and the Chiefs in consecutive weeks. But it's a it's a one-week-at-a-time league. So you got to be ready for that. And uh, appreciate everybody being with us. If you're live with us on early, or I should say late Sunday night, East Coast time, Going to be morning pretty soon here. Thanks for being with us. I see the chat going crazy again uh, on YouTube, so thank you for that. If you're listening to us on Monday morning on the audio version, thanks for being with us. Hope you're still. I hope you woke up happy in your silver and black uh, after your silver and black dreams, right? All the good stuff. But anyway, we're going to get right into it now as I welcome in Murph and Murph. This one, boy, we knew, and Mo and I talked about it. I know you guys talked about it on your show as well, which was. 
this was going to be a this was going to be a slugfest. This was going to be a low scoring affair. Both teams run the ball pretty well, although they didn't really get it going until the second half. Both teams uh, have have played better defense recently. I mean, the, the the Raiders over the last four games we talked about it the last couple of weeks have just been doing great on defense. And then, of course, the Jets have one of the best defenses in the National Football League, including one of the fastest defenses. And so it kind of went how we thought it would go. Some interesting twists and turns along the way. But let's get let's get right into the voice of the fan and give us your feeling from this game and sort of uh, the ups and downs. It was truly a roller coaster ride. But tell me, what do you take away from this, man? I mean, five wins already. I picked the Raiders to win seven, so I'm looking like I could be wrong. Again, road gets tougher, but you make it, the team just starts believing in itself, and Antonio Pierce has had that reaction here, uh, and they just did what they had to do to win this game. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Grind it out, Raiders, man. Way to battle. And, and you know, listen, you don't have to win pretty. You just got to win. And so for the Raiders to freaking pull it out the way that they did, you know, last last week, Scott, we had the the absolute privilege of meeting a lot of legendary Raiders, including Hall of Famer Mike Haynes. Was the first time I ever had a chance to meet Mike, and and I was so starstruck by him. And I asked I asked Valerie afterwards. I said, "Baby, can we have a can we have another can, can we have a kid so we can name him Mike Haynes Murphy?" <laughs> well, after tonight, I'm ready to name him Bob Spillane Murphy. Let's go, man! Way to go, Bobby Mickey Spillane, to freaking close out the game and shout him out and his beautiful bride and congratulations on your on your uh, you know firstborn on the way. Like what what an amazing day for that young man! And uh, yeah, listen, Raider Nation, like, and I can't wait to go back and read the chat. And I always always love to go back and read it. I can't see your all's reaction, but if you're anything like me, man, you're pacing around the house. It's just me and the dog, and the dog is like, what what's up with all the yelling? I'm I'm out of breath. I'm you know it just. What an absolute insane fourth quarter that was. But listen, man, the, you know, great players aren't always great, but they're always great when they have to be. And we had some of some of these current crop of Raiders were great when they absolutely had to be, when the game was on the line, despite the mistakes that were made earlier on in the game, despite even some of the, like, I think, the, um, I don't want to call them mistakes, but let's just call them misses on some of the play calling. I wasn't in love with some of the play calling on third down, especially when we had a chance to kick that field goal uh, at the end of the half there. So, I mean, there's there's some things that the Raiders had to overcome that were self-inflicted. But the bottom line is Antonio Pierce is a leader. He's a leader of men. He's got these guys believing in him and believing in the organization and believing in the in the in the spirit and the vision of what is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders in 2023. And so shout him out and cannot give him enough props, cannot give him enough love for what this guy has done. I don't I can't recall in my fan brain and granted I don't follow every team in the NFL as close uh, as I do the Raiders. But outside of the the recent history of Dan Campbell, I can't think of it a time where one interim coach change has completely flipped the organization on its head. It's completely changed. I mean, 
it's one thing, you know, we, we, and we've seen plenty of interim head coaches with our Raiders and we saw mm-hmm. Basachi have good luck. I mean, have good fortune and, and end with a winning record and go to the playoffs. We've seen positive things happen, but to have it do a complete 180 so fast, I, I don't know. Someone in the chat room, you tell me somewhere else where that's happened because I can't, I've been watching this game a long time and this league and this team a long time. I can't remember where any, it's been. It's not even that it's been so fast, Scott. It's been so definitive. It's yes. a completely different football right. team than we were watching and rooting for three weeks ago. It's bananas. So I can't give that man enough love for the, for the, for his turnaround. It's been amazing. Absolutely. And and I think, too, that you looked at the numbers, and I had written it down. Of course, I didn't bring it into my studio here uh, after watching the game. But uh, the, the numbers, too, interim head coaches – winning the game after they took over the first game and then losing the second game. Overwhelmingly, the statistics show that they don't win the second game. So he's bucked that trend already, which is great news for Raider Nation and for the team. And listen, you know, there's a lot of lots of a lot of stuff to get into uh, tonight, Murph, because, look, you had a rookie quarterback making his third start. You had a rookie interim coach. Basically, he's never been a head coach at the NFL level in his second game a new play caller uh, in hard degree who is just doing his second game as a guy who walked in one day and was told, Hey, you're into the new offensive coordinator. So, so there's a lot of newness there, right? So there, there were mistakes. Of course there were mistakes. And so the Raiders though, and I think this is the big point to make, and you touched on it a bit, which is overcoming adversity. You go back to the Gruden stuff and Bisaccia with the, that was a different type of adversity, right? It was all kinds of stuff. You had Henry Ruggs and all that. This is different. You had a leadership change again. You had all that stuff happen. And and these guys have responded to it because I think, and as somebody said it to me on X.com during the game, man, if this was five weeks ago, this team crumbles and doesn't turn it around and doesn't win this game. And I was like, you know, I think that's a fair assessment because it just, there's a different mentality. There's a different vibe around this team and you can sense it. You heard the broadcasters as much as it's hard to listen to Chris Collinsworth all the time. It's it's uh, it's something that that you can sense and you can feel. And they talked about it. Right. Uh, and and to have Robert Splane. And I said it. I was I was doubtful about Robert Splane when they signed him. I was, I was like, oh, OK, yeah, OK, yeah. you need a linebacker. But this guy has really turned it up and become Johnny on the spot. Three interceptions, the most interceptions by a Raiders linebacker since 2006 or 16, excuse me, 2016. So it's been a long time, right? We've talked about that that position being a black hole for so long, but the fact that this team has persevered, I mean, even tonight, Josh Jacobs fumbles twice. One went out of bounds. They lose the second one. I know a lot of folks out there think that he might've been down and he might've been down. Just the video didn't show it. So they couldn't overturn it. Excuse me. So you, you see them overcome that, though. They didn't seem – you didn't see anybody's shoulders go down. You didn't see any body language that made it look like they were out. Now, again, five, six weeks ago, I think you do. I think we saw that, right? We saw Devontae Adams frustrated. We saw even Max Crosby frustrated. So you're right. This is a different feel. Where they can go, who knows? But if you're a Raiders fan, as you are, Burf, you have to feel really good – about where it's going. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know what's going to happen with Antonio Pierce. We don't know any of that. And that's just fine. Cause for right now he's getting the job done. His staff is getting the job done and the players on the field. while not always pretty is get are getting the job done as well. Yeah. When they were talking about on the broadcast about like, you know, what, what changes, 
I mean, there, there's a lot of things that change culture, and there's a lot of things that can change the, the, the trajectory of an organization. Mm-hmm. But when you, if you want to learn to be a winner, what's the best thing to do? Start winning, <laughs> right? And so right. the Raiders have now won two games. Now, I thought the Giants game was a statement, in, not because of the quality of opponent, but because of where the Raiders were, and then to decisively, you know, win a game and put up 20 points on offense and do it in the first half. And like, there was a lot of things going on there with that, with that win against the giants, but it's one thing to do this something once you got to do it again. And the Raiders have now followed up yeah. in a absolutely grinded out another win at home in front of a seemingly, you know, I don't know what the numbers are cause I wasn't there, but it, it seemed to be, a lot of Raider fans there. There we didn't hear a lot of you know, and we've heard it on past broadcasts when visiting teams have been there, where they have you know the the the, the noise level has been to the point to we're getting false starts in our home stadium. Anyways, <laughs> we didn't hear any of that tonight, and so that was I think it was another statement in terms of this is an elite defense. That freaking Jets defense is legit, man. Mm-hmm. Like they are legit at all three freaking layers of the defense and they have some damn gamers and Quinn and Williams. Like, I mean, my gosh. And so to, to have that defense, that elite going up against an offensive line, sans Colton Miller, by the way, and for us to be able to grind it out and to win a game like that. Now I know that the, the jets offense isn't all that hot. And I know that, you know, Zach Wilson wants a lot of throws back and all that, but that doesn't matter. It's like the progression has started. So I said all that to say this, now we've strung together two wins. It's one thing to do it once. It's another thing to do it again. And then now we've got a tough game coming up against Miami. There are no such thing as moral victories, and it's only going to count if the Raiders can win. But we historically have played bad on the East Coast. No one knows that better than Antonio Pierce when his Giants used to whip the shit out of us when we go to the Meadowlands. But so it's if we can get, a, get on a freaking plane, go to Miami, and play a highly competitive game against a freaking elite offense – Scott, I'm telling you, man, and then and then you got confidence going in, going to Kansas City. The, the, this season is already turned around. We've already got, we're already going to beat the Vegas odds, as you mentioned. The over under, I think, was six and a half on the season. I think the Raiders are going to easily eclipse that. I called the Raiders at nine and eight before the season started, and that was with Josh McFadier. So I don't. I mean, so I think at this point, easily, I love it that I can say that too because you can't because you're a respected journalist. I'm just Aww. a fan, so I can call him names. Respected by some. <laughs> but anyways, but point being though is that I think this is an important step in 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 listen no question. you know and, and look we're gonna be outmatched in a lot of areas playing them playing the dolphins. We're gonna be outmatched in a lot of areas playing playing the Chiefs. But if they're riding this 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 momentum wave now, and you know, a lot of things can happen when you're riding emotion. Now it's not sustainable and you can't live on that for the rest of your season. But that said, over these next couple of weeks. God forbid we knock off one of these teams. What's what? Well, then what's the narrative going to be around the league, man? Like it's good. Ah, it's insane. And I think that it's reasonable to think that, don't you? Well, you could, yeah. And I, I, I look at it this way because again, this was the first big test, I think, for, for obviously Aiden O'Connell, and we'll get into his performance in, in just a bit here. But the Raiders overall to play that defense. Now, the 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 Raiders' offensive line did not overall have a good night. Okay, it just is what it is. They got blown back. They were playing a really, I mean, Quinn and Williams and Andre James. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna hurt tomorrow because Whoa. he got blown up. <laughs> but you know what? It, it it happens, right? You're that's the thing with the NFL. And sometimes people, wow, we're getting be- yeah, but you're playing against a really good team. I know it's the Jets, and a lot of the attention, like you said, is put on their bad offense, except for Brees Hall. 
and 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 Garrett Wilson. So you look at those guys, and they're both good players. Zach Wilson, of course, towards the end of the game, made an error. He threw the he threw the interception that Robert Splain stepped in front of, made a nice play. He read the quarterback. You see the you see the the, the oh. replay from 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 the rear side, from the quarterback side, and you saw him spying the quarterback the whole way, and he jumped the route. And, and, and took the interception. So a great play by him, right? But you look at this and you say, yeah, the, the Raiders at five wins, what's it going to take to get in the playoffs? I know people are, oh, what are you talking about playoffs? And look, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but at five wins now, you have to talk about it because they need, I think you're going to, to be in the playoff hunt at all, I think you're going to need nine wins at least, right? And you said nine and eight and uh to do that, I think they're going to have to sneak one of these games. They're going to have to upset somebody. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they play the Chiefs twice and they got to play the Dolphins. And the Dolphins could be tough, right? Because look, the Raiders can't play offense like they did tonight. And of course, the Dolphins' defense is getting better too. So it's going to be a tough game. But again, it's week by week and the Raiders just have to break it down. And I think that one of the things they have to do too is make big plays when it matters the most. So you look at tonight, and I see a lot of folks in the chat saying, well, they're playing above their heads right now. That's fine. But but what isn't playing above your head is at a time when when New York is driving, okay, and the game is on the line, guess what happened? You made a play. They had no ta- they had no turnovers or takeaways, excuse me, before that. And and I commented right before it happened that that that's what they needed and they got it. So, so you can look at a team and say, well, they're not very good. I mean, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers are not that good. And look where they sit, six and three, right? It's, it's sort of crazy. So anything can happen, yes. But I do think if, at being, if you're a Raiders fan, you have to be excited at least that you have a coaching staff and you have players playing for that coaching staff and you see improvement in areas. Does it always mean that every area is improved every game? No. Sometimes you fall back a step or whatever. And we saw that tonight a little bit. But overall, you got to be happy with where it is compared to where it was, especially, and you just keep building on it. Absolutely. And I, and I listen, when you look at the standings right now, and I'm just glancing down at them here, we've got the Steelers and Browns are both at six and three. You got the Bills are playing tomorrow night or at five and four, right? Or the Bills are playing tomorrow night. Is that correct? Or on Monday Night Football? That's correct. I'm not mistaken. So there you go. So anything can happen tomorrow night. Everybody root against the damn bills. Uh, but, but so listen, there's, so there's potentially three games or excuse me, three teams in front of us for a wild card spot. Like that's not that far considering where we were Correct. and then now where we're at and that whole idea of like playing over their head. Yeah. So do a lot of teams. So that some of you aren't old enough to remember the 1980 Raiders. Guess what? We were the first wild card team to ever win a Super Bowl. We were playing way over our heads at that point. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you're playing over your head. It, all that matters is that you put W's in the freaking column. And so if, if they're pl- going to play again, and, and while I, I will completely, uh, you know, um, concede the idea that emotion is fleeting. And I've said that from, from day one, that's not sustainable. You can't play like that week in and week out for freaking 20 weeks. I get it. But the, but there is also a truth that if you're inspired by your leadership and the play and the success and your teammates and your vision and the goals and all those things and Raider nation and the mystique and all the things that we love as as Raider fans, if if you're playing above your level because of all of those things, well, guess what? That can perpetuate a lot of good things. And so there's a, let's, let's not, let's not dismiss 
the good. Let, let, let just rewind the clock back a few weeks, Raider Nation, and look at where we were at. I'm over here in the in the dumpiest of dumps, along with so ever so many other fans, looking at how the season was going. And we were completely defeated to the point where we were already looking at like not only being the worst team, one of the worst teams in the NFL, but we were looking at what the Raiders were going to do next year in the draft. We're all talking about the coach getting fired. People are talking about Mark Davis selling the team. Everybody's wanting a, a VP of football operations. Like, think of the disaster that we were a few weeks ago. And now it's turned into this in that short a period of time. Like, don't dismiss the, the success, man. Like, let's embrace it. And for what it is, and today and now back-to-back weeks, it's come out in big W's for the Raiders. And nothing better than – and listen, I'll say this too. If you're any kind of a Raider fan at all, well, I don't want to speak to anybody. I don't want to – I'm not here to judge your fandom. That's not my <laughs> job. I'm not the fan police. But I'll just say this. If it's a prime-time game, Sunday night football, and the Raiders gutted one out and had some exciting plays at the end – that freaking touchdown! I wonder if we're going to get into the details of things. Yeah. But that touchdown pass to Michael Mayer, God forbid we have a quarterback that puts it up for someone to just go up and get it in a place where only they can get it. What a freaking joy that was yeah. to see that play unfold and then have close it out with a freaking defensive turnover. Like, come yeah. on! Like that's it's exciting shit. I'm sorry, that's exciting stuff, okay. man. Yeah. Ah, so I get. I'm sorry, maybe I'm just a sucker for it, man. But I love it. No, no. I listen. I agree with you. I th- I think that you should be excited if you're a Raider fan. Look again. It's a rookie quarterback, and and we're gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna get into some of the numbers because you know me. I like the numbers. I like to talk about it a little bit, and 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 talk where the Raiders struggled, but also where they really succeeded. And you you called out one of the plays I want to talk about as well because I think it's important when you're when you're judging a rookie quarterback. Uh, you can't look at just the mistakes. You have to look at the mistakes, but you also have to look at what went right. And there was a lot that went right with Aiden O'Connell tonight. So we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast, the live post-game reaction show. Raiders 16-12 to 12 winners on Sunday Night Football over the Jets. Don't go anywhere. All right, we are back here on Silver and Black today, the post-game edition. Raiders 16 and 12, or 16 to 12, not 16 and 12. Uh, they are 5 and 5. 500, yes, I know, I know. You want to be above 500, and the Raiders have a chance to do that now. At 5 and 5, uh, they are, are playing good football, not perfect football, and the offense struggled at times uh, during the win but, of course, the talk was about the rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. If you look at Aiden O'Connell on the night, he was 16 of 27, 153 yards, the one touchdown and the one interception. Josh Jacobs has his best game of the season, finally eclipsing the 100 yards. Remember the other night he only got to 98 because he lost a couple yards on his last carry. Uh, 27, 116, an average of 4.3. That's the Josh Jacobs number that we've been used to the last two years is that over four yards, a carry average. Uh, and he had his longest run of the season too, with 40 yards in the game as well. So the, the Raiders statistically uh, did really well. If you look at it, uh, offense did struggle, but again, playing such a good defense and anyone who studied the game on the, on, on the, uh, the week leading up to it knew that it would be a low scoring game. That's why the over under on the game at the sports books was 35. Okay, so you're seeing a lot of these low unders this year in the NFL as defenses have caught up to many of these offenses. But Aiden O'Connell, you know, early on, comes out, first drive looks pretty good and, and, and stalls. 
and then comes out, throws the bad pick. And it was a bad pick. He made a poor choice. You're going to see that with rookie quarterbacks. The question is, how do they bounce back? And then do they do it again, right? Because doing it again, turning the ball over multiple times is what gets you in trouble. Now, the Raiders had the two turnovers on the night with Josh Jacobs of that late fumble, which I know most people believe was not a fumble. And it probably wasn't, but there was no video to overturn the call on the field. So it stuck as a fumble. But Aiden O'Connell, the thing that that I focus in on is the decision-making, number one. He made one bad decision. He had a couple other passes. He got nervous, threw the ball, short a couple times. You know, just typical rookie stuff. Even Chris Collins were talked about. I said, hey, that's a young quarterback. That's what they do. Like, doesn't matter how good they are. Uh, you're going to see that happen. But when it came to crunch time, and this is what's so encouraging about this kid. And again, I'm not saying that depending where the Raiders finish, that they don't go get another quarterback next year. I think you get as many quarterbacks as you can until you find the right guy. But you have to like what this kid does because he he takes a bad decision, he learns from it, comes back out, and you can see him doing well. And the pass, he had a couple really nice passes tonight, but the pass to Michael Mayer in the end zone, I mean, you talk about a great catch, yes, but it was spot on. There was no no one else was going to get to the ball. That's what you have to do as a quarterback. You have to throw the ball to only to where your guy's going to get it. If he doesn't get it, it goes out of bounds. No harm, no foul. You go to the next down. Um, and and I saw some people who were 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 I think nervous about him early on. But you're gonna be on a roller coaster ride with a rookie quarterback, Burf. You're just gonna. But you have to look at his ability and his overall work and say, okay, what else did he do? What else was he able to do? He got the ball out of his hand faster in the second half. So he made adjustments in the second half, which helped this Raiders team, I think, move the ball a little better. Now, they stalled a lot, too. Don't get me wrong. They got to they got to change that. Some of that was on the coaching staff. You heard you heard Antonio Pierce Murph come out after halftime to do his interview with Melissa Stark. And he said, we got to run the ball, man. We got to run the damn ball. He said, that's that's what we do. That's how we have to do it. And so that's what we're going to do. And they did in the second half, too. So so you have to like the fact, too, that the coach wasn't going to come out and blame the quarterback. He wasn't going to talk about, well, we got to, we got to protect the ball better, even though they should have. Um, he, instead, he built that offense around the quarter. He's putting a lot of pressure on Aiden O'Connell in the first half, not making excuses, but he was, he was, he's putting him in tough situations where he had to throw the ball because they weren't running it and they weren't getting uh, good yardage on first and second down. So it set up a lot of third and longs. Now, they come out, they change the, the the tact in the second half, and Aiden O'Connell did fine. He's not gonna ro- he's not gonna throw for 450 yards. I get that. But I like what I saw tonight, Murph. It gave me a lot of faith that he's going to grow over the course of this year. Uh, and these next two tough games, he's gonna learn a lot from. And so you just gotta have to ride with him uh, when it comes to the ups and downs. Yeah, that's all you can do with a with a rookie quarterback. And even one like CJ Stroud, who's having an absolute ball of rookie year made some mistakes today yes. but what but ultimately you're not defined by the mistakes that you make you're defined by what you do in response to them i tell my kids that all the time we're all going to make mistakes but what do you do as a follow up to that you know that's what's going to define your character or, or in this case your, your your playing career your on field performance what are you going to do after that and so then here comes Aiden O'Connell turns right around and has some incredible throws like the one that you mentioned and also, the one that there was one to Devontae, and I can't remember the exact scenario of it, but he it, it almost seemed like he overthrew him a little bit. Yeah. But 
hey, what what a concept that one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in football will go out there and get it. And so, and like, and those are the those are the ideas that have been missing from this Raiders team, frankly, for the past couple of years now, maybe even longer than that, in terms of where is giving trust in your your receivers whether that be tight ends or wide receivers to go and make a play on the football it's we, we were we were kind of playing scared we were kind of playing taking the safe things and and when you're when you're constantly playing safe well when you play not to lose guess what happens right you just freaking lose so or you're not nearly as successful. So that idea that he's trusting those playmakers to go up and make plays, I think I thought was very, very strong. Uh, the, and to, to go to your comments about uh, Antonio Pierce there at halftime, one of the things that I love about all of his comments, but in those in those ones at halftime in particular, he's specific. And that's something that we were missing greatly when Josh McDaniels was at the helm is that it was all about, well, we need to execute better. We need to execute. It was very broad, very general statements, nothing specific. There was no personal ownership of it. I love it. Like he, he said something very specific, but yet didn't call anybody out at the same time. Cause you can do it and not be a jerk about it, but you can say, Hey, look, man, Hey, Bo, let's, let's run the football a little bit more. We got the league leading rusher back here. Let's freaking get this guy going. And, and they sure did because going into that halftime, I mentioned just briefly there, some of the play calling on third down when you're in field goal range and like, we're winding up like four and five wide. Like, what are we doing? Like just at least have Josh back there as a threat. Like, so I didn't agree with that from some of those, those, those play calls that, that, uh, that the Bo Hard agree was coming up with. And I don't think Antonio Pierce agreed with it either. So guess what? <laughs> they changed. And that fourth down call, like, I got to respect the freaking cojones the on it. Ah, handing that thing off to DeAndre Man. Carter like that. It was a beautiful that. play. The design of that play was gorgeous. It was designed well. It was executed well. You could tell that that thing was in their freaking bag, and they yeah. waited to pull that club out. And, I mean, but awesome. Like, we hadn't seen that level of creativity at all. And so, I mean, well, I'm going to say it all, but very rarely. And so, man, just what, a, what an amazing job by by those guys. And, and again, I can't compliment Aiden O'Connell enough. And, and yeah, Raider Nation, just hang in there, man. It's a fourth-round rookie. But you know what? That fourth-round rookie – I went to the Music City Bowl right down the road here at Nissan Stadium and watched him put up 500 yards against UT and absolutely and scored like 58 points or whatever the hell they did. Aiden O'Connell can sling it, man. And once he gets caught up to the speed of the NFL, and I think even Collinsworth mentioned that, or even Tariko or whoever it was, that you typically in college you have a three-second rule when you drop back. Now in the NFL, Aiden O'Connell, you got about two, 2.2 seconds before you're going to start feeling pressure, especially when you're going against an elite defense like the Jets. He'll catch up. It just takes time. Like the, the idea that, like, you know, we're, we're in such a – and I know and I understand that we expect guys that are, that are drafted to come in and make immediate impact. But a fourth-round quarterback shouldn't have that level of expectation that he's going to come in and going to light it up and be rookie of the year. Like we got to just ride with them and trust and hope that the surrounding pieces and the coaching staff is going to set him up to be as successful as he possibly can. And that the team can just keep us close. He's proven that if you, if, if, if we can keep it close, he can get us in the dang end zone and win a football game. Like, I, I don't know what, I mean, you, you Listen, this defense is better than or as good as at a minimum of anybody else we're going to play all year long. So if we can just keep a game close, we can beat the damn Chiefs. We can beat the well, Dolphins. And, and, and that, that's what's so impressive about him as a, as, as a quarterback. Not so much yet that he's putting up big numbers or any of that jazz, but 
Um, he remains calm. Listen, he is he's cool. Now he's got he's got some footwork issues to deal with. If you watch the tape, uh, if you go back and watch the game, you'll see that a lot of the times when he has issues is when his feet are positioned wrong or uh, he releases the ball too late or off his back foot. So so he's got those mechanics, but those are easy to fix, right? You can you continue to work on those, and he will. The thing about it, though, is, I, and, and this is what I said a few weeks back, even when, when he started the Charger game and they lost, which was he just moves that team. Now, I know they had some trouble against this defense moving the ball tonight at times, but again, when it matters most, he moves the ball. He, at least to your point, Murph, puts them in a position to where things can happen. They don't always happen, and sometimes they got to punt the ball or whatever. But he's at least moving the ball. We didn't see that from any other Raiders quarterback this season. And you go back to when the decision not to play him after Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo oh. got hurt the second time. And we're not going to dwell on that, but it goes to show you that when you give somebody a, a – when you give somebody a a chance and you believe in them, then they're going to um, they're going to continue to evolve and continue to have confidence in themselves, which is which is remarkable. So you have to be able to do that, and it's just good to see that uh, Antonio Pierce is giving him that confidence and giving him uh, what he needs, which is the support. Yeah, because I mean that, that idea that the that Josh McDaniels chose to start Brian Hoyer over Aiden O'Connell, like what a dope! Like, that's just, I mean, you can't. <laughs> I, there was zero scenario where that made any kind of sense to any of us, and the, for the fact that that guy was likely for, at that point fighting for his job, that was just it just still breaks my brain on, on on the choices that were made there. And again, points towards the leadership. We'll keep it on the positive points to the, to the leadership and success of a guy like Antonio Pierce, who out of the gate makes the call. There was no hesitation. Who's going to be the starter. It's going to be Aiden. It wasn't, Oh, we're going to see, we're going to take a look at practice. We're going to, Nope. He was definitive. And there's a lot to be said for, for definitive, for being definitive. There's a lot to be said for being confident, making a, a decision. Doesn't mean it's always going to be the right decision, but make a damn decision and stick to your lane, <laughs> stick to the freaking plan. Like what's, there's nothing wrong with that. And likely you, you see more success when you do those sorts of things, when you actually commit to something and then what does it do? It breeds confidence. It breeds right. success. It breeds improvement. Like, so you know, that Scott. I mean, and that goes beyond even just football, but like yeah. pick a lane, man. Like it doesn't, sometimes there's not good decisions or bad decisions. There's just decisions, but you got to decide on something that's going to have a future. That's going to have a brighter outlook, not this short term. That's the thing that was so confusing. And again, I want to get all negative again, but 